Hello, and welcome back to the Quest for Context podcast. Today, we will be discussing the first part of my uh, global thesis project that I, that I am doing at Greens Farms Academy currently. Um, the topic is Swedish neutrality during the Second World War. Um, and I, I will I'll start the podcast with, by giving an overview of the literature surrounding my topic and then honing into my methodology in the later parts of my podcast. Um, this will be a multi-part series in which I will explore yet again uh, Swedish uh, Sweden during the Second World War. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy. In the field of Swedish neutrality in World War II, a malleable view of neutrality is the only consistent thread which holds steady throughout the literature on the subject. Authors such as Birgit Carlson split the history of Swedish neutrality into several important sections. One, neutrality and conflict avoidance. Two, interpretations of neutrality. Three, neutrality and economic development. And four, neutrality and economic pressure. The role of trade versus geography versus domestic politics is at the forefront of this debate surrounding Swedish neutrality. For neutrality and conflict avoidance, the focus of Carlson was on reputation and traditions. The ability to, for, of neutral nations to sustain their neutrality throughout conflict where intervention can be seen to benefit them immensely is something that bolsters the willingness of other nations to not violate that said country's neutrality. There are unfortunate and evident contradictions to Carlson's assertions, however, as historically neutral states such as Belgium during the First and Second World War, uh, as well as Norway, were sucked in on the basis of strategic uh, importance and location. For Carlson, Sweden was a successful version of a country uh, who was able to maintain their neutrality without being uh, invaded, but but, uh, Carlson is unable to give geographical context as to why. This geographical aspect of neutrality is something that many later authors uh, will put at the forefront of their assertions. Interpretations of neutrality are how a neutral country interprets the status as neutral. Whether it pertains to trade or rearmament, Carlson asserts that countries' interpretations of neutrality affect how it is perceived in the world. Uh, Sweden considered itself neutral, even though they allowed German troop movement through it to Finland, as the Germans prepared to invade the Soviet Union. Professor Klaus Mark addresses these concerns in a more general manner, but places a more concrete concentration on geography's role, with his, with his historical specialization on maritime law and dominance clearly influencing the degree in which he sees other factors influencing the neutrality equation, a term coined by delusional historian Oliver Aaron Kennan, who sees the Winter War as a major catalyst for Sweden's version of neutrality throughout the war. In a test of neutrality by Gunnar Hagloff, a quote that very much summarizes neutrality as a whole, and for Sweden specifically, is, I'm sorry, gentlemen, we cannot do anything about geography. Uh, at first, Gunnar gives a liberalist IR perspective on how to maintain neutrality. He talks about the merits of organizations, such as the League of Nations, and how they were used as a tool to combat aggression and maintain world peace. Hagloff then goes on to explain the failures of the liberalist theories and their uh, organizational-slash-institutional centricity. The League of Nations failed when it became an ideologically partisan party, or rather organization, uh, in practice, uh, violating the uh, violating ideological neutrality in the process. This process by Hagloff complicates Carlson's restrictive view of neutrality and alterations to neutrality being a result of trade. Carlson claims that trade f- uh, dictates the form of neutrality taken, while Mark asserts that geography has mu- has mu- a much more consequential sway over policy. Carlson Art argues that modern nations become naturally reliant on other nations in peacetime, forming economic bonds in order to receive the goods needed most efficiently. In times of war, the trade between both sides is wanted to be maintained by the neutral party, but if an ultimatum is given, then the side that the neutral state is most reliant upon will be the primary trading partner. 
Mark argues that geography and the strategic and tactical advantage that their capture can generate is what allows for countries to stay neutral. Uh, Sweden is the, in the Second World War was to Germany an, an unnecessary nation to capture, as once they controlled Norway, they had extracted the tactical and strategic uh, resources from Scandinavia, while still having access to the vital steel, tungsten, and chromium mines, mines of Sweden. In his argument, Mark also cites the, the Swiss National Redoubt as a geogra- geographical prevention system, keeping the Axis from committing to an invasion of Switzerland. The National Redoubt was a Swiss defensive line and plan that centered the 500,000-strong Swiss army on the Alpine mountain lines, uh, blowing up roads and other infrastructures in their uh, fall back to this region. Because the Alpine terrain was so unsuited for the German blitzkrieg tactics that were effective in France, uh, but not in the mountainous uh, Swiss Alps, uh, the Swiss uh, military planning was successful in deterring this invasion. Ultimately, for Mark, geography can be used as either an incentive for violating neutrality or a strong bulwark to protect it. Carlson claims that interpreting neutrality is skewed in the favor of important trading partners without talking, uh, taking into account the necessity to survive, an aspect that Sundbeck embraces. Carlson speaks to the ability of trade pressure to force neutral countries to survive. She says that because of the reliance on German food exports, Sweden was forced to allow German troop movement into Finland. Sundbeck explains that the, this very same situation as a result of fear of invasion. If the Germans were not allowed to access Finland, there's a large chance that they would invade Sweden. Professor Klaus Olmark further adds to Mark's point about the importance of geography by, take, by talking about the nature of trade agreements with both the Axis and Allies. Mark's understanding is best summarized in the verbiage, geography is destiny. Mark's point about a land connection to the, Nazis through, uh, to the, to the Finns through Nazi-occupied Norway and the sea connection uh, to both Germany and the United Kingdom that was largely influenced by both the Kriegsmarine and the, uh, the Royal Navy, uh, we are able to better understand the forces that determined Sweden's relations with the different factions during the war. Sweden had to convince both the United Kingdom and Germany to accept Sweden's neutral status, forcing Sweden to continue trade with both. Uh, Müller-Leo speaks about the reputational aspect of a neutral state, adding further understanding to Marx's view of neutrality through the reputational aspect of access to geography. Müller-Leos talks about how strategically and tactically valuable neutral nations have relied on reputation to keep their neutrality, as neither of the two sides of the war feel like the neutral nation will stab them in the back if they have the chance. The Treaty of Paris is the start of both Swedish and Swiss neutrality, and occurred in the direct aftermath of the Napoleonic Wars. Uh, as time goes on, so does neutral uh, neut- a neutral country's reputation. Mark complicates this by further emphasizing the importance of geography. Uh, David Lake's description of authority helps complicate Mark's theories of Swedish sovereignty and neutrality. Authoritative commands thus differ from moral or scientific commands. Um, this characteristics highlights uh, the important role of justifications and their absence in identifying sources and patterns of authority in world politics. We can now better understand Sweden's decision to cave into German demands. Authoritative demands coming from a place of local power uh, made in Germ- made Germany incredibly powerful and allowed them to have much more sway than their global power reflected.